Let's talk about the New York Giants, man. If you watch that game Friday night, you have to be ecstatic. You have to be feeling great about Big Blue this year, man. Daniel Jones, the first drive with the number ones was great. He was so methodical. He was surgical. Him and Wallace seemed to have connected. They got a nice one-two punch going on. And honestly, the way Dable's running this offense, they only ran one in the first 10 plays. They only went ran one run play. Okay, and it was the end around with Jalen Hyatt. Okay, Barkley wasn't playing. Breida was back there. They didn't pa- hand the ball off to the running back once in the first drive. Ten plays. Daniel Jones went eight for nine, I believe, seventy yards with the touchdown. And they did an end around to Hyatt. Didn't work. They lost five yards. But Daniel Jones was methodical all day long. He hit Waller. Waller was uh, targeted four times. He caught three passes. He dropped one after getting hit. And they're just running the offense great, man. They're just sending the speed down the field and they're finding Waller down low across the middle. You know, these little, these little drag routes, ins, outs, hitches, you know, you, you send the deep, send the fast guys deep, bring the cornerbacks and the safety, get them thinking about them, find Waller down below for seven, eight yards, methodically keep doing that down the field with Barkley coming out of the backfield. He's a great pass catcher. And now with Waller, you're going to have the linebackers focused on Waller. I feel like Barkley's going to have his best season catching the ball out of the backfield because they have to worry about the wide receivers with the speed and Waller. They're going to forget it. There's too many guys to guard. There's too many guys to cover. And honestly, last year we saw that Daniel Jones didn't have the weapons around him. He had Shepard got hurt. Slayton was good somewhere. Hodgins came on late. Uh, Kadarius Tony left. We traded him to Casey. Wondell Robinson was in and out. He was hurt. Okay, so I, I feel like now they have so many wide receivers that I feel like there's too many. There's going to be some cuts made, but it's it's a good problem to have. You got Shepard, you got Slayton, you got Hodgins, you got Hyatt, you got Wandell Robinson, you got Jamison Crowder, you got Cole Beasley, I, a Paris Campbell. Those are eight guys right there. You're going to have to cut one or two of them. Jameson Crowder's probably going. You know, Wondell Robinson might start the season on the unable to play list. So it's a good problem to have. And honestly, Bellinger, he was a solid tight end last year. Now being the second tight end, everybody's worried about Waller. Bellinger is going to get a lot of touchdowns this year in the red zone because people are going to be focused on Waller. They're going to be focused on Barkley. They're going to be focused on these these wide receivers. And Bellinger is going to be wide open. I guarantee you Bellinger is going to have like five touchdowns this year but Daniel Jones looked great he had great pocket presence when the pocket was collapsing he made a move one two steps boom to the sideline for six seven yards if I'm Dable I'm telling him last year and years before we saw he likes to run into people you know he's kind of like a Josh Allen type you know like take the guy on but we don't need that anymore we got Waller we got Barkley back like we don't need you to go get that one two extra yards get out of bounds, get down. We need you to stay healthy because we gave you big bucks. You are the guy that's, you're our franchise player right now. And in the NFL, you know it. The quarterback is the franchise player. The quarterback, you will only go as far as you can that your quarterback can take you in the NFL. You know, there are some exceptions to the rule. You know, you think about the Ravens in 2000 with Trent Dilfer. You think about the San Francisco 49ers. It seems like doesn't matter who's back there. They continue to win and make it to the championship games. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers. These are the guys, Lamar Jackson. These are the guys that make the league run. These are the superstars. 
And honestly, I think Daniel Jones is turning into that superstar. Do I think he's going to get to the level as a Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes? No, but I think he's going to be one below. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he has 28, 29, 30 touchdown passes this year. Now, everyone's going to be like, oh, last year he only threw four, only threw four 15 touchdown passes. But you know what? Last year he rushed for seven. Okay. So that's 22 touchdowns altogether. In his rookie year in 2019, in 13 games played, he threw for 24 touchdowns, okay? I think we should expect the same. There's no reason why Daniel Jones can't throw for 30 touchdowns and rush for five, okay? He probably won't need to rush for as many this year because they have the weapons on the outside, but I really think that Daniel Jones is going to take the next level, take it to the next level this year. He's going to take a step up, and he's going to show us why we paid him that money. Look at Eli Manning. Remember back in 2004, 2005, everybody didn't think Eli Manning was going to be the quarterback to get the job done for the New York Giants, for Big Blue. What did Eli Manning do? He marched into the playoffs, became a road warrior, won a ton of games on the road, went in and beat an undefeated team with the Patriots, okay? And he became a star in the city. He did that twice. He beat the Patriots twice. Two Super Bowl rings, two Super Bowl MVPs, and he's a Hall of Famer. Was he as good as his brother Peyton? No. But you know what? In the playoffs and clutch moments when it mattered, was he was he flashy and sexy? No, but when it mattered, Eli Manning got the job done. And I think that Daniel Jones is in the same vein. And I think that Daniel Jones is going to be that type of player. Now, on the rest of the offensive side, the offensive line is a big thing that we need to look at. Andrew Thomas, left tackle, one of the best in the league. Okay. Other than Trent Williams with San Francisco, it's easy to say that Andrew Thomas is the best left tackle in the league. Now, going back to 2020 in that draft, you know, everybody wants to talk about David Gettleman. He was such a bad GM, but you know what? He gave us a few good pieces, okay? He gave us Andrew Thomas. He gave us Dexter Lawrence, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. Nobody thought Andrew Thomas would be the first tackle taken off the board in 2020. You had Mekhi Becton, who was the sexy pick. You had Jedrick Wills. You had Tristan Wirfs, and Tristan Wirfs has turned into a very respectable left tackle over there in Tampa Bay. He's not as good as Andrew Thomas, but he's right behind him, very close. Wills and Becton, who knows with that guy, but great pick by Gettleman. Andrew Thomas is one of the best tackles in the league. Now, his bookend, Evan Neal, had a so-so season last year. Now, Friday night, I watched Evan Neal. He looked very good, but Evan, if, if this team wants to do what they want to do, Evan Neal needs to take the next step he needs to be a solid right tackle in this league. Is he going to be as good as Andrew Thomas? We don't know. Does he need to be as good as Andrew Thomas? No. Okay, he doesn't. You're not protecting the blind side. All you need to do is be a serviceable tackle, get the job done. Now, John Michael Schmidt, the new center they just drafted, he's going to be special. Okay, second round pick. He's already won the starting job. And honestly, having a quarterback on that offensive line like John Michael Smith, a captain, a guy to run the show, get the guards in check, I really think that it's going to help because you need somebody up the middle. You need someone to get those guards in, 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 in check and to call out the blocking schemes and you know where the mic is, where this guy's lining up, where that guy's lining up. And I think John Michael Schmidt is going to be amazing. So... I feel like we got a good offensive line. We got some good wide receivers. And honestly, back to the wide receivers, I, I'm really excited to see what Jalen Hyatt is going to bring this year. You know, they clocked him at 24 miles per hour at practice. 
And the last time a wide receiver was clocked in that high was Tyreek Hill last year. So, hey, man, you're telling us that Jalen Hyatt is as fast as Tyreek Hill? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm happy. But yeah, Paris Campbell, I think he's going to bring that speed. You got Beasley if he stays on the team with Shepard as possession. You got Hyatt and Paris and Hodgins. And Hodgins could be a good possession receiver. You got Slayton who had a great connection with DJ last year. Waller, Barkley, Breida. You got Eric Gray. We'll see what we get out of him. Honestly, Bellinger, the, the offense. Daniel Jones is going to have a good year. I, I, I feel that. The only question mark on the offense for me is the offensive line. And it's on that right side with Devin Neal. I think everybody else will get their job done. So that's the thing that worries me for the Giants right now. And honestly, if you're looking across the, you know, across the city with the Jets, that's the thing that's worrying everybody else as well. The Jets are stacked everywhere except their offensive line. And, you know, if you don't have a good offensive line, you are not going anywhere. We've seen that time and time again where the favorite comes into the Super Bowl, the high-flying, powerful offense, their offensive line doesn't step up. You get a few ends that are hungry. They get to the quarterback. They destroy the quarterback. And that high-flying, powerful offense is shut down. We saw that with Tampa Bay and the Kansas City Chiefs when Tampa Bay's defensive line just destroyed the Chiefs' offensive line, made Patrick Mahomes' night a living hell. We saw that with the Giants and Tom Brady. You know, we've seen that time and time again. So... The offensive line is a big part of football, and I really think that if the offensive line can play not, uh, not even great, just have a very good season, the Giants can win 10-11 games. Now, on the defensive side, okay, our, our defensive line, I, I like. Okay, you got Dexter Lawrence. He's a beast up the middle. He disrupt, disrupts the running game. Leonard Williams, another beast. On the end, we just signed Ashawn Robinson, Nunez, who's a great run stuffer. We finally got a middle linebacker after years and years of looking. Okereke, Bobby Okereke, he's going to be a great middle linebacker, sideline to sideline, stuff the run, makes tackles, and it's going to come down to our young edge rushers. Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari. Ojolari had like eight sacks his rookie year. Last year, he only had four, five maybe. Kayvon only had four last year, but he was hurt a lot. Ojolari was hurt a lot. There wasn't a lot of games that both of them were on the field a lot together, but we saw in the Washington game that, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau can put the defense on his back, disrupt. He had a sack, fumble recovery. You know, he single-handedly won that game for the Giants last year against Washington. Now, going to the secondary, Deontay Banks, I like what I've seen from him from the preseason, especially week one against Detroit. He was step to step right on Jamison Williams' hip, and he ran with the man. And Jamison Williams is a fast dude, and Deontay Banks pretty much shut him down, and nobody was able to get a catch on Deontay Banks week one. Week two, he did good as well. Jordan Pinnock, safety, he's showing off in camp. He had the interception in the first play of the game against Detroit. You had Dwayne Belton with an interception against Detroit. Two picks in that game, and that's something that the Giants had trouble with last year. They only had, what, six, seven turnovers last year. You need to turn the ball over. You need to get your defense off the field. You need to put the ball in the offense. Saquon Barkley, run down the clock. So I'm excited about that. And the nickel spot, everybody's worried about the nickel spot heading into the season. And I think the rookie, you know, Deontay Banks was the big draft pick at corner. But Trey Hawkins, man, he can be a sleeper for the nickel spot. He can take that over flat or Darnay Holmes. Darnay Holmes might get cut now. 
because the way Trey Hawkins is playing, Trey Hawkins has been a great guy for the Giants in camp. And I think he might take that nickel spot. You got Xavier McKinney over the top. He's a stud safety. You brought in Bobby McCain. So honestly, and the best part of it all, and the biggest asset we have on the defensive side is Wink Wink Martindale. The guy's a stud with his split schemes. You know, he knows how to keep an offense, you know, get, get an offense off track, keep an offense on their heels and, you know, on their toes and different schemes, different rushes. And I really think that with a full year of Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari, you know, with the secondary help we have, he can throw more blitzes into the scheme. He can rush the quarterback more. And I think it's going to be a problem for the offenses that we play this year. But that does it. Quick episode for the Giants. Just wanted to get something out there on the airwaves. We'll be talking a lot of Giants for the rest of the preseason, heading into the season. And during the season, we'll be weekly. We'll have Giants episode weekly. We'll have Jets episode weekly. We'll have full NFL episodes weekly. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Sports Raid, on Instagram at the Sports Raid Podcast, and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and hey, if you want to be a part of the show, go to buzz.audio backslash the sports raid, record yourself, send in a question. We'll have you on the air and we'll let you know if what you're thinking is right and what you're thinking is wrong. Later.